You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. Man, I, I, first of all, I think on this podcast, I may have mentioned that I grew up in Illinois, and I may have mentioned a couple of restaurants that were amazing, one of them being Taco Patio, and I swear I've never had tacos that good my entire life. Well, we just stopped at a taco truck on the way home from uh, the kids' athletics. I'm in such a good mood right now. <laughs> I, it brought me back to being like nine years old, wolfing down so many tacos. You know what the hard part about that was? When you're a kid and you're a, 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 I think they call it a good eater, and they ask you, how many tacos do you want? Never knew how to answer that question. Never knew, because what I'm trying to do is get as many tacos as I want without them going, I, what are you talking about? I meant like two, because I could eat nine. Like, I, you know, I mean, if you let me get nine, I'll put away nine for sure. But I don't know what the right answer is to be, you know? <laughs> so I usually ended up with three, maybe four. Sometimes if my parents were in a real good mood, I'd get like five, you know, steak tacos, real authentic. I think that was like my first time. I think that was part of it. I never even had like a, a corn tortilla aside from those hard, crunchy garbage shells. So I was like, what? Well, how do they make the shells taste so good? Anyways, so happy. Now, as far as the Packers are concerned, it's so weird because I feel like I do a pretty good job with this podcast when there's nothing to talk about, right? There's nothing going on, and I'm, I'm clipping along pretty well. I think I put together some real absolute bangers, as the kids call them, of podcasts with nothing going on. This is massive news, and I, I just don't know. This is the second day in a row I'm sitting here going, I don't know what to think. I'm so unbelievably out of my element here. This seems so weird. I think part of it maybe is because I, I kind of have an understanding of how football works, you know? I mean, it's a very vague, but it, and it's a very, you know, I, there's a little bit of fluidity in it, but not really. There's some rigid rules, and the stuff that we're seeing right now is so weird. And I know my brain is saying certain things, but then there's another part of me saying, no, dude, just let's just do it. I forgot who it was. I think it might have been Zach Cruz who said something to the effect of, let's just... You know what? And and by the way, this is this is him, but also me saying this because this is kind of where I'm at right now. Okay, so let's say we're not entirely on board with it, right? Let's say I know there's somebody in the group who's very upset that we should have traded Rodgers and we didn't, and I'll address some of those points, right? We should have traded him, and he's back, and I'm mad. All right, um, we shouldn't have let it get to this point, and we're mad that they messed this up, and Rodgers is mad. Okay, fine. Um, Randall Cobb, presumably coming back, nothing official yet, but it seems very official, official. Everything in me says this is not the right move, right? You know, I know JJ was on Twitter saying more or less, this is why 
Rodgers isn't the GM because instead of saying, let's go get the best guy to make the team better, he says, I want to go get my friend. And I think that's a very valid point. But I think right now where I'm at is, <laughs> let's get real personal here for a moment. I, I know we just talked tacos since we're on that train. There was a time in my life where I made a lot of bad decisions, just a lot of them. And some people were kind of done with me. And I was done with everybody else because I thought I knew everything. And my dad intervened at that point and basically said, hey, how about you come back with me? And as long as you kind of shape up and do what I say, then, you know, you got a place. And there was a split second that kind of saved me because I fully intended, as soon as I heard his voice and I knew he walked in the door, I was like, all right, I'm going to blow this guy off. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to do my own thing. There was a split second where I thought, you know what? Maybe I don't know everything. Maybe I'm not some super genius who knows everything because look at where your life is right now. Maybe you should just listen and do what he says and see how it goes. Turns out that went pretty well. I don't agree with hardly any of this. You know I've been on the side of, of Gutekunst and Ted Thompson. I've called myself a Ted Thompsonite many times, fully acknowledging that Ted is way too rigid, and I'm probably also way too rigid as far as these are the rules, and this is what you do, and this is how you do it, and it's been successful, and this is just what it is. But if nothing else, if nothing else, we've already committed Right. And, and I've, I'll be honest, I was kind of on the side of, you know, why are we bending over backward for Rodgers? You know, I mean, if, if he wants to come back and I hope he does, then he should come back. And if he doesn't, then to heck with him. But I'm not bending over backwards. But since day one, say what you want about the Packers, they have never wavered. They have never said anything other than he's our guy. We'd be dumb to let him go. We're never going to trade him. We want him not just this year, but forever. And I don't think hardly anybody believes that. But I don't, I, honestly, I don't even know why. Every time I hear him say it, it's like, that sounds pretty definitive to me. As much as I think it's silly, I'm not kidding. I think if, uh, I think if given the opportunity, the Packers, maybe after that MVP season, um, they would probably set Jordan Love, send him sailing, and just have Rodgers. I shouldn't say that about Love. Because I, I know they like Love, and anything can happen, so you want to have him as a security blanket. Anyways, it's still a valuable pick, despite what everybody says. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try real hard to not go down that. This is why I can't listen to NFL podcasts, by the way. I was listening to, I think it was CBS podcast today, and they just railed about how bad of a pick that was. And it's like, I'm going to just punch this guy right in the neck. I want so badly for him to just succeed for no other. I don't even care if he gets traded to another team and then succeeds, because then I'm going to go over to CBS and a bunch of other places and just start calling everybody an idiot. Anyways, back on track. The Packers have very strongly committed to Aaron Rodgers, right? Right or wrong, that was their decision. Fine. And Rodgers is back, and this is what it is, and we should, I said this yesterday, a couple days ago, whatever it was, we have to be excited because that's just what it is. Here's the other thing, though. Like it or not, the Packers are saying, all right, let's try it your way, and you know what? Good. We only get one year with Rodgers anyways, right? This is, this is lit, quite literally, well, I guess it's not literally, but you know what I mean. Kind of one of those things where it's close to literal, but it's, it's technically, it's not, it's literally not literal. Tacos. Um... Dude, my hands, like I, I, I'll be honest, I rinsed them, I didn't wash them, so they're not greasy, but they definitely smell like tacos, <laughs> and you know, makes me happy, I don't know what to tell you. I am getting myself in shape, but one thing I promise you is I will always be a fat man at heart, alright? I promised myself that before I started eating better. <laughs> don't you worry, never leaving you. But it's a Hail Mary season. Why not just be like, you know what, dude? This is what Tampa Bay did, and they won a Super Bowl. Let's just let them have fun. Because what's going to happen? What's the worst that's going to happen? First of all, there's not that much drastic that we can really do. And, and, and again, in, in, in his tweet, he said this, and this is the caveat, within reason. 
right? We're not shipping off half the roster and rebuilding it via Aaron Rodgers. But for example, he says, I want Randall Cobb. Fine, let's go get Randall. Let's do it. Now, I don't know how much more flexibility we even have, but let's just let's just say to be stupid, he says, I want Kumaro, who I think is on the COVID list right now, but kind of irrelevant. It's not going to cost very much. We got plenty of people we could happily cut, and it wouldn't really, you know, let's be completely honest. The Packers have a list of guys, and although they don't have an official 53, they've got them sorted, and there's a pile of guys at the bottom that they're about 95% sure have no chance of making this roster. They already know that. So it's not a matter of, of making space. And so we're not, I mean, I'm not talking about let's give up Jair for somebody crazy. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about damaging our cap so bad for the next five years. No, no. He's going to be, he's committed to one more year. Fine. We'll commit this season to Rodgers for one year. And that's, that's for the GM as well as, to some extent anyways, the head coach. He's going to take Rodgers' input. Again, this is not how I want the team run at all. And I've said that a thousand times. And I know there's a lot of people real mad. No, that's not how you do it. I agree. But let's give him a year. If it doesn't work, then you're vindicated. You have a very good team. You're going to continue to have a very good team, minus Aaron Rodgers. And you're going to have to figure out a way to find a quarterback quickly so that you can continue on. And then you're just never going to give quarterback control ever again. Although you probably learn a few things. And hey, why, the other cool thing about just doing crazy stuff is some of the things you're going to do, you're going to say, this was stupid, I'm never doing it again. Some of these things you're going to do it and be like, that actually kind of worked. You know, there's going to be some collaboration stuff, especially between Lafleur and Rodgers, where it's like, dude, that kind of, I kind of like that. We're going to implement that. I want my other coaches doing that. I want you to have sit-downs with your key guys. Whatever. I don't know. But let's just get weird with it because we know this is our one last Hail Mary season, but there's one other caveat here. Maybe it works. And if it works, there's a real good chance that Rodgers says, you know what? I said I wanted it this way. Everything fell pretty well, right? Everything fell in line the way that we all hoped it would. Did you all learn something from this? And assuming uh, Murphy and Gutekunst and those guys have the strength to take that kind of a beating from Rodgers, they're going to kind of tuck their tail and go, yeah, I guess it worked. And if they're willing to concede to Rodgers that, okay, we're going to start giving you more say, especially with key guys that you, you know, guys like Jordy, guys like Jimmy, guys like Mercedes, guys like Randall, guys like Kumaro, stuff like that. Because again, there's always other guys we could cut. We're cutting, let's be completely honest, we're cutting guys like Randall. And granted, some of these guys are a little bit more expensive. Jimmy needed to go. There's no way. Way too expensive. Way too expensive. But if we're talking about Randall, and, and a guy like Randall says, look, I'll, I'll, I'll take the veteran minimum. I just want to stay. Cut somebody else. I know that the, the point of this is building and growing young talent. I get it. But in this case, and I'm not necessarily even saying let's do this with Jordan Love because he's not experienced enough, but when we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not talking about everything, I'm not saying he gets to pick our second string safety necessarily, but if he says, listen, I depend on this guy, I count on this guy, this guy means a lot to me, I can rely on him, I can trust him, I know you don't see it, and I know you really want somebody else, I'm I'm asking you to please cut somebody else, cut that fourth safety that's never going to play, and let me keep this guy, please. Those are the kinds of minor things where maybe we could kind of see it that way. Again, I'm not in any way advocating that the quarterback should be taking over the role of the GM. I'm just saying when the guy's Aaron Rodgers, maybe. And let this be the test case. Because again, it's just a one-year deal. And if it doesn't work, then you were right all along. And we're going to go to the playoffs and lose like probably was going to happen anyways. And we move on and Rodgers says, okay, I'm done with you guys. And it's like, good, I'm done with you too. And then they trade them. They get a boatload of picks and they try to figure out, are we going forward with Jordan Love or are we drafting a quarterback with this pick? But let's just get weird with it, man. Let's just, let's just let this be Aaron Rodgers season. You know what I mean? Let's just let him cut loose and be like, dude, you take the reins. 
We're here to support you. You run it. Which, again, is exactly what Tampa Bay did with Brady. The head coach literally came out and he's like, dude, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, cutting my, I'm putting my feet up and I'm just letting him make decisions. And when his guys leave New England and he says, I want that guy, they go out and get that guy. When Antonio Brown becomes available, he says, I want that guy. I need that guy. They go get that guy. They don't even question it. They're like, all right, we're going to make it happen. I want that, make it happen. And that's it. And again, I'm not a fan of that, but I'm willing to step aside for a year and say, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. Let's just let the guy cut up. And by the way, freaking Randall Cobb's coming back. Let's get excited about that. I, I mean, we can get into the numbers and be like, look, let's just calm down. The guy's not exactly an elite player. He's getting a little bit older. He's got some injury history. He's going to be 31 years old. There's a price issue depending on the restructure. There's a lot of things to complain about, but freaking Randall Cobb's coming back, dude. Let's just, let's just pretend we're not the GM for a second and worry about the salary cap, and let's just get excited about the fact that Randall Cobb's coming back. That's awesome. Pending any major issues, we're going to see... Aaron Rodgers threw another touchdown pass to Randall Cobb, and that's exciting, and I'm excited about that. I'm very excited about that. You ever have those situations, and I'm I'm sure some of you have, and maybe some of you just aren't wired like I am, but you're kind of a tightwad with money most of the time, but then when it comes time to not be a tightwad, you just kind of cut loose? That's me, right? And my wife isn't that way. She's just kind of always down the middle. She, She doesn't like it when I'm super strict, but she also doesn't like it when I go crazy. She's like, all right, you need to calm down. I'm either like, dude, we don't need anything. We, we don't need, you know, again, I'll go on my rant about bottled water. You don't need water in a bottle. You, you have water out of the sink. You don't need to buy their water. We have our own water. Why do you need the fancy bread? We get the cheap bread. We don't need to go out to eat ever, literally ever. I can make that. Now, I'm not that bad anymore, but <laughs> I based, you know, just for myself, I don't need anything ever. But when I get it in my head that we're spending now, I can't control Christmas time. Like, through November, or let's say up to about the, the beginning or middle of November, I'm like, listen, we got to set a strict budget here. I'm not kidding this time, because we always go over. I'm the one that goes over. We always go over, and I'm sick of it, because then January comes around, and we're broke, and we're not doing that this year. And then when December comes, I'm the one like, dude, let's just do, come on, let's just get it, who cares? Because I'm in spendy mode. Vacation, I'm horrible. I'm to the point now where it's like, I'm not taking a vacation unless we've saved enough money where I can do anything and everything I want, and I don't care. I don't want to have to say, no, we can't go out to eat. It's not in the budget. Oh, yes, it is. I just made it in the budget. So I'm like an extreme tightwad until I get into spending mode. And then it's like, I want more. Give me all the stuff. That's kind of where I'm, again, super strict about all this. These are the rules. This is what we do. Rogers can go stick it. If he doesn't like it, I don't care. But now I'm kind of in spending mode. It's like, you know what, man? Let's kick up our feet and let's just let him ride it out. We get one more year with the guy. Let's just, let's just enjoy it. <laughs> I guess another... Another analogy would be, uh, you know, that scene from The Office where, what the heck is that guy's name now? Aaron is dating, she's dated three guys. Who was the intern guy? Drive me nuts. Oh, it's, uh, what was it, Plop? Pete. See, I had to think of a scene to remember his name. He's been calling me Plop so long, he forgot my name is Pete. Anyways, Aaron, when uh, Andy was coming back, her technical boyfriend at the time, but she's not super into him, and Anyways, Aaron tells Plop, Pete, that they're going to go out and have a ton of fun. And he gets all upset, and then he has a little segue, or whatever you call it, sidebar or whatever. And he's like, you know, I had this dog once. And he got real sick, and we had to, quote-unquote, take him out to the farm. In other words, you know, put him down. And that last day, we let him do anything that he wanted. That's kind of where we're at, right? Rogers got one last year. After this, we're taking him out back behind the barn. Actually, technically, we're going to cut him loose in somebody else's yard, but 
Just, just stick with me for a second, can you please? I'm not gonna shoot Rogers, relax. Pete Miller apparently is his name, I didn't know that. But it's his last year, let's just let him have all the fun he wants. Right? Because depending on where he goes, I mean, we're, we're, I know he supposedly has a lot of say in where he goes and all that. We're not sending him to a contender. I know he would love, beyond love, to go to the Rams, right? We're never sending him to the Rams, sorry. That's never going to happen. It would be a dream scenario for him, not going to happen. And again, I don't, they can't anyways because of Stafford, but I'm just saying, stuff like that ain't going to happen. So this is maybe his last ride to really have a shot at a, a serious Super Bowl. It's his last ride with the Packers. It's our last ride getting to watch him. Cobby's back. Let's just let him run around in the backyard and have a good time and hope that he's not going blind and, and lame and things like that and we have to actually put him down or anything. Hopefully it goes well. But what do we got to lose? Super Bowl that we haven't won in 10 years? As though it's like a guarantee? Look, let's, let's be completely honest about this. If we're going to win a Super Bowl, it's because Aaron Rodgers is as fired up as he was last year, if not more so. I think bringing Randall Cobb on board is going to help that. Because on top of him wanting to win really badly, to either show everybody or whatever the case is, do it for himself, he wants to do this for Randall Cobb. This reminds me very much of Donald Driver. Remember, when the Packers won the Super Bowl in the 90s, Donald Driver was drafted the very next year. He was on the team for a long time, and he got to the point where he didn't have very much left, but he got his ring. At the very end of his stretch, they finally won it. And every single Packer fan was just cheering so hard for him above everybody else. Randall's kind of the same. He got drafted one year after. He just missed out. He just missed out. And Rodgers is saying, listen, we're getting it this year. And Randall, I want you with me. Obviously, that's no guarantee. Somebody freaked out on me on Twitter about that. Oh, so I guess it's a guarantee now. Okay. All right. Just can't even get excited about stuff anymore. But anyways, that's that's more or less where I'm at. That's it. That's all I got, man. It's 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 football time. Oh, by the way, today, tomorrow for me, today for you, uh, pretty big day. Not only is there actual training camp, so there should be a ton of stuff going on, hopefully mostly good stuff, but um, interviews, and not just any interviews. Um, let me pull it up here. So Brian Gutekunst at 8.30, which is ridiculous, right? We haven't heard from him since, I mean, it's been like months. Then you get Matt LaFleur, same thing, crazy. You know the questions are going to be somewhat obnoxious, but also kind of awesome. Hopefully some of them directed toward the season and, and guys like Stokes and how they're progressing and what does Jordan look like. You know, fun stuff, not all like, why are you an idiot and I hate you and whatever else. I just don't want it to be uncomfortable, right? But then you got 10-10 practice, and then after practice, Adrian Amos, Devontae Adams, and Aaron freaking Rodgers. Again, I know that the questions are going to make me uncomfortable, and I wish it wasn't that way. Although, I, I guess I respect it, because somebody's got to ask him, like, dude, just in your words, tell me what happened. And he's going to give some whatever answer, but still, Aaron Rodgers is a Green Bay Packer. He's going to come back. He's going to put whatever words he feels like putting it in. Probably going to say about how he's, you know, he's happy to be back, and he's focused on being a Packer, and something to that effect. But, um, crazy, crazy day tomorrow, today, tomorrow, today. But anyways, uh, I got to kind of wrap this up quickly. So why don't we take a break? I am going to be jumping, I believe, if everything goes well, on a uh, kind of a call thing with Matt Ramage tonight. So you may have seen it last night. If not, you can probably find it somewhere. I think he's doing it on his Facebook. I don't know exactly what's going on. He's just like, hey, I'm going to hang out with some people if you want to join in. And then um, he messaged me and was like, hey, if you want to jump on, I'll shoot you a link. And I was like, yeah, I'll try. So I guess we're going to do it. Again, I have no idea what's going on. Um, he's starting right at my bedtime, so I might be a little crotchety, but I am full of tacos, so we'll see. Battle of the, uh, the battle of good and evil. 
But why don't we take a break and we'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As a reminder, you can support the podcast at uh, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy and uh, support the children at the Palmer Home for Children. I have a link on my Twitter pinned to the top as well as the Pack and a Podcast Facebook group pinned to the top. All righty. So just so you know, um, for you, although not very much time has passed, um, it is very, very late right now. <laughs> I did about an hour show with uh, Mr. Matt Ramage and that was a lot of fun. But it's already an hour and 20 minutes past my bedtime. We had a little bit of an after party as well that went on for quite a while. Um, Good times. Good times had by all. Also, Mr. Matt Ramage's supervisor. You should give Matt a raise. Just thought I'd throw that out there. And it's really hot in my basement down here, this office. That's not not great. I think it's these little mini lights I was turning on for video quality. Holy cow. We got to... Let's get rocking here. I think we're going to do one thing and we're going to call it. I'm going to be tired tomorrow. Well, let me start with this. As I go through the Facebook group trying to find the post that I was thinking of, um, first post that I see here, let me turn my microphone up so I can hear myself. There's a lot of echo when I was talking on Matt's thing, and it was I had to turn my headset all the way down. Anyways, just a, a little nugget. I only read the first sentence, but it's all I really need. Adam in the Facebook group says, Unfortunately, now our biggest hurdle will be stubborn fans letting go of their anger about this offseason's events and not booing or emitting negativity toward Rodgers. 
I think there's a lot of truth in that. I don't want to see that, but it's not just toward Rodgers. It's it's whoever. It's other fans. It's the front office. It's Rodgers. It's, it's, it's a real thing. This was a pretty brutal, long, drawn-out offseason, and it's not quite over yet. Still going through drama, right? Randall Cobb. People are mad. People are excited. People don't know what to be. People are fighting. Even, even the... Uh, it's funny because I have heard and seen a lot of things, but even Matt posted something or during the live stream, he put something up and um, it was just somebody screaming about the information. And it's like, that's not even the right details about the contract. Um, Something about basically a lot of people think this too. Rogers is just going to be a free agent next year. No, that's not how this works, but they're positive. They're right. And they're really, really mad and they're fighting to the death over it. So, you know, it's one thing, it's fine to have an opinion, but when you have no idea what you're talking about, that's part of the reason why I've had a hard time figuring out what to talk about because I still don't know what the details of this whole thing is. So it's like it's massive news, but I'm not entirely sure what it is. So anyways, Adam, good observation. Man, I really hope that post didn't get deleted. I was like, somebody tagged me and I wanted to talk about it. Um, and now I can't find it. Anyways, whatever. I'll, I'll try to address the one thing that I remember. Somebody in the group is very, very upset um, because of the notion that the Packers ruined our ability to get compensation for trading Aaron Rodgers. And the thought process is something to the effect of we had a three-year contract to trade, and now we only have a one-year contract to trade. And a three-year contract is more valuable than a one-year contract. It's interesting because I've never thought of it in those terms, but I tend to think the reason I didn't think of it is because that's not it's not really a way to think about it. Maybe I'm missing something, right? Sort of the theme of the day. I don't know everything. But one thing that I've always said on the podcast is the compensation that you get in return for trading a player, right? So let's just say a player by himself, there's no contract, but somehow you, you have a contract with no value and you just trade the player, right? Easier, but he doesn't cost anything. That's the total full value. Then from there, you deduct the cost, right? So if we were to trade Aaron Rodgers, let's say, and let's say it is a three-year contract, but it's $40 million per year. Let's just say that's what it costs. The team that's taking on Aaron Rodgers sees that as a cost. So the question they have to ask is, how much do we want to pay above $40 million a year, which is already too much, to acquire Aaron Rodgers? So you take, let's say, the three first-round picks, two seconds, and two players, and you deduct from that $40 million per year. That's what you're doing because it's a total cost. Are you willing to pay that much and give up that much value? Now, if you shorten that, and I'll fully acknowledge that it is less of a contract, but the thing that I think you're missing is they're not going to stick with that contract. He's getting a new contract instantly, right? You have to take that money that's on there, but it doesn't mean anything because there's a pile of money and then you're going to extend it out. So say you give him a three-year contract, it's basically just a new contract and everything else gets... What's a, How can I put this? Let's say you're making tacos, right? Because that's still on my mind. If somebody hands you three tacos and you can really only eat about three tacos, there's not a lot of wiggle room for you to set up the tacos how you want them. You know what I mean? I mean, it just is what it is. I mean, you can take a couple things off, but, you know, in in reality, I mean, that works, but not so far as the analogy, because Roger's going to be like, oh, you're not taking anything off that. Thank you very much. Now, let's say, on the other hand, you want three tacos, and you want to be able to make them your way, right? Uh, Let's say I like tacos as a very boring American white dude, with just like ground beef, cheese, and and like rice and hot sauce or something. I don't know. Well, if you hand me like a half a taco and you're like, you have to use this, 
and there's like onions and stuff in it, it's not a big deal. Because I'm going to take a little bit of that meat, I'm going to spread it out over these three tacos, and I'm not even going to hardly taste it. And I'm going to take my meat, put it over the top of that, my cheese, my rice, whatever else, I'm going to put it on top of all that. So basically, it's my tacos my way, with just a little hint. But it's so buried, you can't see it or taste it anyway, so there's no difference. That kind of makes sense? So there's no flexibility. If I hand them a very expensive three-year contract, and we don't want to do anything other than a three-year contract, you're just taking the Packers contract, and that's it. There's nothing else you can do with it. So what we have is a one-year contract, but all we need is a one-year contract because all we need is the rights to Roger. And we're handing that team the rights to Rodgers. And and by it being only a one-year contract, that gives them more flexibility to structure a deal the way that they want. They're going to offer Rodgers a new contract immediately. So it's not true that they're only going to pay us for that one year. They're getting Rodgers. And and the other thought, I just remember, this is another point he made, which which is a good point. But there's, a, there's a, something that he forgot. The other point that he was very upset about is because we only have one year left, we have no leverage. And typically the way that this works is when everybody knows that you got to dump somebody, which everybody does because we know we can't keep them and Rodgers doesn't want to stay and we can't afford them and all that stuff, we got to move them. Teams are like, oh, okay, um, since I know you're desperate, we're going to offer you some garbage thing, right? So you're, you're kind of playing against yourself. Here's the problem though. That team that wants to play hardball, that wants to act all cute, is also competing with half the league. So if you want to play smart, if you want to think you're real cute and be like, "Uh, actually, I know you have to unload him, so I'm going to offer you one first-round pick and one player, and you can take it or leave it, I'm going to laugh in your face and say, leave it, because this team over here is offering me two first-round picks, and I'm also laughing in their face. So you can either come over the top and offer me three and a player, or we can both laugh at your quarterback, Drew Locke. How about that? People are not going to lowball an opportunity to get Aaron Rodgers. That's the point. They will not lowball a historic opportunity to get a guy like Aaron Rodgers. The Packers still hold all the keys. They have the contract. All they need is the one year. That gives them the right to turn it over. And and by the way, the, Rodgers and this team are going to work on a contract ahead of time. They're going to get that all ironed out. They're going to make sure that Rodgers wants to be there. They're going to say, this is what we want to offer you. Rodgers is going to say, yes, I want to go there and I want to go for that contract. And as soon as he goes over there, they're going to accept him, they're going to bring him in, and they're going to have a new reworked contract ready and laid out for him for however many years. And and the fact that Rodgers has control over this makes that even more likely. Because it's also possible that what could have happened if Rodgers didn't have any control is the Packers just throw him away to any team that's willing to just try him out for one year and see how that all plays out. Rodgers now has control enough to say, ah, nope, sorry, not going to happen. I want more than that. You're, you're not going to offer me a new contract like today? then no, I'll go somewhere else. No, thank you. Uh, Gutekunst, thank you very much. You can scratch them off the list. Let's go find somebody else. Thanks, bud. Love you. Give the best, give my best to the misses. So, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I'm, I'm excited about the compensation. I'm excited about what this team can do. I, I, I do appreciate Brian Gutekunst. I think he's doing a good job. He's not perfect. There's been a lot of misses, just like a lot of people have had a lot of misses. It's just comes with the territory, but I think he's at least earned our trust Um, When you look at Jair, when you look at Jenkins, when you look at Dylan, when you look at, uh, you know, even MVS, I've been on the sort of almost anti-MVS train, but not in context, only insofar as him compared to the rest of the NFL, in context of the fact that basically after the third round, only one or two or three wide receivers are any good. Basically, everybody drafted in the fifth round or later that was a wide receiver is out of the NFL with the exception of MVS, who's still a pretty big part of the Green Bay Packers. That's a pretty big hit. J.K. Scott, like it or not, is a hit. 
Dexter's still hanging around. Kingsley actually did play quite well. He's not playing enough, and I'd like to see more consistency. And again, one year he's good at run defense, one good year he's good at pass rush. It'd be nice to kind of solidify that and get that a little settled in. But I think that goes under the radar. You know, it's sort of people are kind of in that if he doesn't play well, he's done. Not really. I think he he's been doing a pretty good job. Still, it was still kind of in no man's land, but we'll see. All right, Kamal Martin, again, one of the best rookie linebackers in the entire class, and he was a fifth-round pick. John Runyon, sixth-round pick, just filled in because he needed to, and guess what? He's pretty good. We don't know about Stepniak. We don't know about Jake Hansen. We still don't know about Josiah DeGuara. We have no idea about A.J. Dillon. We don't even know about Jordan Love, which is the other thing. As much as, well, that's not enough hits. Okay, well, there's not a lot of misses either. We just don't really know yet. So yeah, I'm, I would be, I, it's not even I would be, I'm going to be excited when the day comes that we move on from Aaron Rodgers and get a bunch of these picks. Not because I want Rodgers gone, it's going to be a sad day, but it's just a day that we know is coming and to be in control of it in this way, um, which doesn't have to go this way. He could just, you know, come to the end of his contract and retire and we don't have a quarterback, um, which, which is kind of hilarious because as much as everybody wants to talk about how the Packers have completely bungled this, they're in a position where Aaron Rodgers is going to leave right around the time everyone expected him to leave anyways. They're in a position where they're going to trade a Hall of Fame quarterback for a massive boatload of picks, and they've already drafted the quarterback of the future. It's not one of those, oh no, he's gone, we need a quarterback, what are we going to do like everybody else does? We got the guy. I don't know if he's going to be any good, maybe we got to get another guy, but we've already taken a swing. Even if it's a swing and a miss, we got a swing and a miss out of the way, and now we get another quarterback. But the point is, that day is going to come, and it's not today, and you don't need to be in the Facebook group just throwing a temper tantrum about the fact that Rodgers isn't gone. What we want is for the Packers to be good, and once again, for the third year in a row, the Green Bay Packers have managed, despite all the talk about how they've bungled this, they've done terrible, right? Uh, you know, Aaron Jones, the conversations are terrible, da-da-da, you know, King, uh, what was it? Who is our freaking defensive tackle? Kenny Clark, right? Oh, no, it's it's so... Even with Rodgers, it was so scary. Are they going to work out a deal? Is this ever going to get done? And they get it done. Kenny Clark, same thing. I don't know. And then they get it done. David Bakhtiari, oh, we don't have any money. I don't know if they can do it. Are they going to get it done? And they get it done. Aaron Jones, there's no way. He's a running back. We already drafted A.J. Dillon. There's no money. We can't afford him. They get it done. We worry and we worry and we worry. And then once again, oh, this is a terrible franchise. They got one job is to bring Aaron Rodgers back and you can't bring him back. He just, guess what? They got the job done. Aaron Rodgers is back. You know what else? They're going to get the job done. They're going to sign Devontae and they're going to sign Jair. Just all, all they have to do is field a good team. And that's all they've ever done. That's all they've done. Gutekunst and Lafleur, as a new organization have done nothing but field really good football teams, and it looks like they did it again. So be happy about it. Be excited about it. I got to end it there. It's already going on 10 o'clock. I'm going on my second headache. <laughs> I don't know why my jaw hurts. I think it's, I don't, I just think maybe I was smiling a lot during that. It was kind of funny. Somebody made a comment during the uh, Matt video thing. I was reading the comments as they were coming through and they're like, he doesn't look like he's having a good time or something to that effect. And I looked at my picture and I was like, I look miserable. I always look that way. It's why nobody likes me. <laughs> I, I feel like in my mind, like I got this really happy face and I'm smiling and everything's going great. And I look at my face and I look like I want to kill somebody. Every time I get my hair cut, I look like a serial killer. I look in the mirror and I'm like, dude, why are you so mad? Like, I have no idea. I don't think I'm mad. I really feel like I'm just kicking back and like I'm just happy. And I, you know, my eyes and my mouth and everything is just projecting out. I'm happy to be here. And then I see myself in the mirror and I look like I hate everybody. I have no idea why my face just naturally falls that way. It just does. 
It just does, man. Nothing I can do about that. But I was I was forced to smile a lot because Matt Ram, he's a funny dude. I was realizing, as especially after the camera's cut, Matt has just a natural comedic mind. Like, he should be a stand-up comedian. He says stuff that it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, that is... That's really impressive that you kind of just came up with that off the top of your head, especially since I bet when he went, got up to go to the bathroom, he fell over. I'm just going to say that. He legitimately should consider doing stand-up, but I'm not going to tell him what to do. He's got a good gig. Anyways, you folks have yourselves a fantastic day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>